Today on the show, I'm going to talk about how mantras work and really how sound affects your body and mind. I'm giving one more workshop in Arizona in the United States, and this is a workshop uh, entitled Authentically You, Learning to Manifest Your Potential Beyond Your Self-Limiting Patterns. And this workshop is on Saturday, August 14th. Uh, you can go to the show notes or to the podcast website for more details. Please rate, review, and share the podcast. This helps me get the word out, and I appreciate that. I'm providing content for you through this podcast and ask that you make a donation based on what you feel that you have received from it. So whatever this amount is that you can afford or that you feel that you've gotten out of it, please make a donation. Go to the storyofmepodcast.com and on the contact page, there's a donate button and make a contribution to show that you are enjoying the content I am providing. And you can also go to the podcast website to submit your questions for the show and for links to follow me on all social media. Okay, let's get to it. Beautiful am I, bountiful am I, blissful am I, why? Welcome to the story of me with Amarjit Singh. This is where my guests and I share personal stories from our life and explore the psychological insights that were learned from these experiences. Each story will entertain you as well as increase your understanding of your own psychological patterns. Then, through the principles of yoga psychology, you will learn how to overcome the resistance that is holding you back from living a more fulfilling life. Join me every Tuesday for a new episode where I share my experiences in psychological understanding, interview guests, and answer listener questions. Now let's get started with the podcast that awakens your inner power through awareness and understanding. Welcome to the show. My name is Amarjit Singh and I am your host. Thank you for joining me today. I hope everyone is doing well. The other day, I went down a YouTube rabbit hole, which I think many people uh, fall victim to this at some point in their life. And I went down this rabbit hole of music from my childhood that I grew up listening to. It was very interesting as I was going from the different groups and listening to the different songs. It started to bring back memories memories that I had not uh, thought of in a long time or, or things that I actually even forgot about. It started to bring these memories back to me. And the other interesting thing was as I was listening to this music, it started to create these feelings, uh, these memories through the, through the sensations that I was experiencing through the vibration of the music. And it got me to thinking about mantras and really just sound for the, that matters, the effect of sound and how powerful music is 
and how powerful sound is, whether we recognize it or not. And so today I thought I would talk about sound and specifically mantras, how mantras work and how they affect the body. And why is it that when we listen to music from a particular period in our life, whether it was our childhood or some other period, that it creates the same feelings that we had in that point in our life, and that it also then brings back some of these feelings and memories that we forgot about. And so we'll talk about this today. And it goes along with the theme of of everything that I've been talking about in this podcast. And we'll start it from the beginning of how the body and the mind react to stimuli from outside of the body, right? Or from the environment. Like I have previously stated on the podcast and even had episodes dedicated to this is you are not a solid, right? Nothing in this world is really solid. Everything is just a bunch of atoms vibrating at a very rapid speed so that it appears to be solid. And in fact, your body is not solid. It's all these atoms just vibrating, and they're vibrating so fast that they look solid. They appear to be solid. And when we talk about how things affect this vibration, we talk about your reaction to what is happening, right? We've talked about this before, how you observe something from one of the senses, and then your mind reacts to this based on your past karma, whether this is something that you like or don't like, you have an attachment or an aversion from it, and depending on the psychology of this, it affects the vibration in different aspects of your body. We've talked about this before. When you get angry, the vibration of anger appears in the chest area and the the heart chakra area, and it vibrates there, inhibiting the flow of prana through this part of the body because this anger is a very dense vibration where the flow of prana is a very subtle vibration. And so everything is a vibration. Even smells are vibrations. This is why some perfume smells stronger than others is because of the density of the atoms and the vibration. And, and so if it's a very dense vibration, the smell is going to be stronger, if I remember correctly from chemistry. And if it is a lighter vibration, a more subtle vibration, the smell is not so strong. And so it's not just the sound, but it's the smell. It's all these factors that impact your vibration. And along with the sound and the smell, we also have thought that creates this vibration, right? You think of something, and if this is a happy thought, it vibrates in a particular way in your body, where if it's a negative thought, then certain other feelings vibrate in the body. And so... When we talk about mantra, we're not just talking about the mantras you're repeating in the yoga studio, right? I mean, or when you're meditating or chanting, this is a particular type of mantra, but there are mantras throughout your life, what you tell yourself, how you 
act towards yourself is a mantra. How you speak to others is a mantra. And this is the power of spiritual names when yogis or people change their name given to them by a guru or their teacher or some some other fashion. The reason is, again, for vibration. Because when you say your name or when you hear your name, it creates a vibration. So your name is also a vibration. And so this is why people change their name to align them with a particular focus or a particular vibration. And we'll talk about how this vibration affects your focus in a minute. But this is why everything is is this kind of vibration for you, whether you're speaking in loving terms to the people in your environment or you're speaking aggressively or angrily or, or different ways like this. It creates a vibration. And so this can be a mantra. Your point of view in life can be a mantra. Whatever you are repeating to yourself or whatever is happening in your environment. And so this is why it's important to create an environment of peace and love. Because this is what is going to be echoing back to you and to the people around you. And it's important to have this internal message that you're projecting to the people in your life, to yourself. And this goes with how you view yourself or how you love yourself. And so you can think of this as mantra, or we could think of it also in the, in the way of Nod Yoga, which Nod Yoga is the yoga of sound and how sound affects your experience. So like I said, the vibration or the sound vibrations that you experience in your environment it affects you. It affects your consciousness. And we can take control of this to try to be more positive or try to be more loving to ourselves in the way we communicate with ourselves and the way we communicate with those around us. But we can also purposely try to vibrate certain experiences through the re- repetition of mantras. And this is what we do when we chant, is we chant these mantras to adjust our vibration. And in yoga, many of the mantras are in Sanskrit, right? This is where the word mantra comes from. Mantra means man to think and tra is, is to protect or to free from bondage or, or to free the mind. And so this is the Sanskrit meaning of mantra. But mantras can be in many languages because it's the vibration that is created by the sound. And Sanskrit is a particular language that is focused on really affecting your whole system and raising your consciousness. And if anyone out there has learned Sanskrit, you know, understand why this is. Because what happens is that when you learn to speak Sanskrit, it's different than other languages in the fact that the placement of your tongue is very important in how you position this in the palate of your mouth because it stimulates the functioning of your brain. And so the purpose of, of, of where you place your tongue has a direct effect on how you affect your consciousness. So 
in the palate of the mouth, there are 84 meridian points and 64 in the hard palate and 20 in the soft palate. And so when your tongue is pressing against these areas of the mouth, it stimulates your hypothalamus, your thalamus, and your pituitary. And it creates this vibration from the hypothalamus, the one that directs the actions of the pituitary gland and governs the endocrine system. And so this vibration releases chemical hormones that balance the body and have healing effects. And so this is why mantras in Sanskrit have a very powerful effect is because they're designed to really stimulate the release of different chemicals and hormones in your brain. In fact, the pituitary gland is stimulated through the tongue hitting the different meridian points. And it's quite interesting because the pituitary gland is the only aspect of the brain that is not made from brain material. It's actually formed in the fetus from the cells of the roof of the mouth that rise up into the brain and then get encased in the brain. And so when your tongue is pressing against the roof of your mouth, it's stimulating this gland. And just like when you do hand mudras in yoga, the different fingertips touching each other, it creates a particular connection within the brain. So does the tongue hitting the different aspects, different areas of the mouth. And so it's quite powerful. And this is why when you learn Sanskrit, you learn the correct pronunciation so that your tongue is in the right place to have the most impact in vibrating the different aspects of the brain. This is how chanting mantras stimulate the endocrine system. And, and the, the big impact mantras have is from this effect. The other way mantras help is by really learning to focus your attention. You know, we, we try to meditate and the mind begins to wander and it, it starts telling us stories and we start thinking about different things that happened that day or in the past. And so our monkey minds start going all over the place. And chanting mantras is a good way to help focus your attention when you're meditating. And in fact, if you get into deep meditation, chanting a mantra, you will get to the point where you're chanting, but not realizing that you're chanting, you kind of forget. It goes on automatic pilot almost, and you go into a deep meditation. And this is really interesting because sometimes you become conscious that you're, you're chanting, and then you mess up the mantra because it, you start to think about what you're doing. But before you're kind of going on this automatic system where it was just chanting without you paying attention to it. And it was really helping focus the, the mind. And so it distracts the mind from all these frivolous thoughts, helping you to anchor the mind in concentration. Another benefit from chanting mantras is that it is a good way to release emotion. In fact, really any kind of singing is a good way to release emotion because a lot of emotion is held in the throat chakra and it is held because we're not speaking the truth. We're not allowing this to come out. And again, the creation of these emotions 
is the karma that we have. It's the self-judgment that we have. And when we have the self-judgment, we either hide it or we project it onto other people. So when we sing or chant a mantra, it's a good way to release this emotion. And so if you're ever feeling very emotional and you can't let it go, you need to to let go of some of this emotion is find a mantra or even really a song, but a mantra is more powerful and just chant for a while and you'll start to see how it starts to release some of this emotion. It's it's a really good way to, to do this and help you uh, relax your emotional self. And so now I want to get into how the mantras align your vibration to create awareness and go back to what I was talking about, about listening to music from your childhood or some other time in your life that brings back memories. And so, like I said, when we think something or we observe something from one of the senses, it creates a a vibration, and this vibration creates a feeling or a sensation. Some of these sensations we call emotions, but really everything is just a feeling. And so when you're listening to music that came from your childhood or from some other time in your life, it creates a vibration, and that vibration brings back memories because it was a similar vibration that you experienced when you listened to this music in the past or this sound or whatever it is that you're listening to. And so this is how music really is powerful in bringing back these memories, bringing back these feelings, because what is it doing? It's creating vibration, and we recognize this vibration in the recesses of our mind, you know, in our past. We remember the point in our life where we were listening to this music and the way we felt and the experiences we had because this is the vibration that we experienced. And this is also why you go through different periods of your life listening to different types of music because of the vibration that you are at at that point, right? Uh, I mean, for most people, the music they listened to as a child was probably more uh, loud or fast or, or hard than when they listen to as an adult because their vibration is changing and they're more relaxed and they have more uh, pacificity to be at peace and to experience a different vibration. And so when we take this idea to how mantras work, it's a similar way. Uh, So let's say we're chanting a mantra to open our heart. Right? Do we have difficulty? Maybe we're closed down because of the time in our life or because of the experiences of our life or karma. And we want to open up our heart. So maybe we chant a mantra that is a heart-opening mantra. And so how does this work? Well, when you chant this mantra enough, it creates the vibration of whatever this mantra is. And what it's trying to get you to do then is to recognize this sensation the same way you recognize the sensation from the music of your childhood, right? That vibration that brings back those memories of whatever experiences you had. And so the same thing with mantras is they're trying to create this vibration. Maybe you're not familiar with this vibration. Maybe you're not sensitive to it. 
But what it is trying to do is trying to align your mind with the feelings that come, the sensations, the vibration that come from chanting this mantra. And so it's there to align yourself with something that is already there, which is a very important aspect, right? Because everything is within. You are complete. There's nothing outside of you that you need to seek. And this is very important in every aspect of your life. If you're looking for anything externally, it's because you are unable to see it internally, right? When we're searching for love and we can't find it and we're searching so hard, it's because we're having difficulty seeing it within. Because once we connect with it internally, it's easier to experience its reflection externally in our environment. And so this is what these mantras are trying to do, is they're trying to create the sensation of this vibration so that you recognize this within and that you can recreate this, that you can instantly create this vibration from sort of memory of this feeling, just like you have the memory of the feeling you had when you listened to this music in your childhood. And so this is really the power of the mantra is to help you remember, help you to recognize certain vibrations that are within, because this is where everything is found is within. And so this mantra, then adjust your vibration so that you can align your awareness with this aspect of the self and this self and the infinite. Because once you recognize this within, you begin to see this externally everywhere. And this is how everything works. You find it within, and then its external projection is visible. But it's important to remember that everything you seek is within. And this is the focus of everything, not just these mantras, but everything, is that everything is within. And so when you feel that you're not experiencing something, it's because you're not tuned into its vibration. And when you are vibrating something, you're tuned into it, and you'll be able to see it everywhere. And so when you pick a mantra, pick a mantra for something that you're having difficulty manifesting, they're connecting to, and chant this mantra. And by chanting it, then it tunes you into this experience, this internal experience. And the stronger it tunes you into this experience, the more you're aligned with how you can experience this in your life, how you become this experience, how you become this vibration. And we talk about vibration quite a bit in, in our culture, right? I like this person's vibration or uh, this person's vibration is strong or weak or whatever it may be. It's learning to create this sensitivity through meditation so that you can connect to this vibration. And some vibrations are very subtle. There's mantras about God, and God is the mo- most subtle vibration in, in, in this experience. I mean, the whole point of life is, is to go from the coarse vibration to the most subtle vibration, which is God. And so it's important to understand that your thoughts really have a strong impact on your well-being also because they're creating this internal mantra of how you view yourself or how you love yourself or how you create negativity or what you talk about or whatever it is. Thank you.
you can really chant mantras in, in three different ways. The first way is out loud, right? That we normally hear we're chanting a mantra, and that mantra is very powerful. We can hear it. The second way to chant this is just by listening to it, right? This is creating the vibration from the sound of this vibration, right? The nod yoga, the sound current that is affecting your system. And the third way to chant, which is the most subtle way to chant, is mentally, is to mentally vibrate the mantra, to not chant it aloud, but to just mentally vibrate it. And this can get very powerful and help you to train your your mind and body to become more subtle. And this is the purpose of chanting, mentally chanting a mantra, as opposed to the other ways. So now you can actively practice mantras when you're done listening to this, right? Is to be conscious of what you tell yourself, how you speak to yourself, how you communicate with others, what environments that you're putting yourself in that is affecting your vibration. The more peaceful the the environment that you're in, the more peaceful this vibration and the more capacity you will have to go into connecting to the subtle because of the peaceful vibration around. But if it's a very aggressive, loud, chaotic environment, it's very difficult to become subtle internally, to be able to calm the mind, to achieve this subtle awareness of how things are affecting you. And so the question then becomes, what mantras are you vibrating? What are you vibrating in your life? So figure this out and try to change this to adjust this to fit what kind of life you want to create. And then find a mantra and find one that speaks to you, that you hear that you enjoy this, the vibration of it, the sound of it, or the meaning of it. There's different ways to choose a mantra or that it vibrates a particular aspect of consciousness or of a particular chakra. And so choose a mantra and practice it for a while. Every night before you go to bed is a good time to chant so that then your dreams will be inhabited by this vibration. It's better than staring at the computer screen or scrolling through social media before you go to bed. Is A half hour before you go to bed is chant a mantra. Put the electronics away and chant. And then go to sleep and see how your dreams are, see how your sleep is. And do this consistently for a few weeks and see how it impacts your life. How you can create the vibrations to represent the connection to life that you want. I'd like to tell you about Sing Flutes. These are flutes that are made by me. They're handcrafted Native American-style flutes designed for sound healing. The flutes are tuned to the frequency of 432 hertz, the harmonic intonation of nature. The fundamental note of each flute is in a key to vibrate a particular chakra. Whether you are playing for others or yourself, listening to 432 hertz music resonates inside the body. 
In fact, they did a medical study where they hooked people up to a brain and heart monitor and played different instruments to them. The Native American-style flute had the most impact in relaxing them. If you're a yoga teacher, it's a great instrument to incorporate into your classes. What I do is I have an app on my iPad that has the sounds of nature, and I'll put on the sounds of rain and play over this to the students at the end of the class. It's a very intuitive instrument to play. There's no musical knowledge necessary to get started. Each flute is unique since they're handmade. I put different artwork on them. I put mantras on them related to the chakras that they're tuned to. So go check them out at singflutes.com, S-I-N-G-H-F-L-U-T-E-S.com. Use the discount code, the story of me podcast and get 10% off. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the program. Again, please rate, review, and share the podcast with your friends. Help me get the word out. And if you're enjoying the content that I'm providing for you, please make a donation uh, that represents how much you feel you've gotten from the podcast. And again, you can submit your questions to the program and go to the storyofmepodcast.com. Until the next time, from the podcast that awakens your inner power through awareness and understanding, allow love to be the current that carries your words and actions. Why, Guru? Why, Guru?